It's time for Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. One cloud in the sky. There's not a cloud in the sky. <laughs> so I was it's, gonna a big, it's a big cloud. Yeah, just one big cloud. That's it. Uh, yeah, it's actually very pleasant here. It's a little chill. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's, I think it's 66 degrees, but it's, uh, it's overcast, so you're not going to get beat up by the sun. There are lots of folks here. Yeah, Milton's uh, got on a short sleeve shirt. I yeah, do. you won't get beat up by the uh, the sun, Jerry. <laughs> and us old people have all our coats on, don't we? Yeah. Jackets, yeah. <laughs> I, I like how Al back at the station put it. He he sent me the message. There's not a sky in the cloud. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice job, Al. That's good. That's all right. Work. Well, here you go. Here's our phone number. We're going to be telling you about all kinds of great things that are featured on Millburger Sale this week. Uh, and talk about some blue bonnets in a second. But uh, here's the number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. My broccoli, broccoli report, it's about twice. The head getting bigger? Yeah, the head is getting bigger. It is probably increased by a quarter of an inch. Wow. your side. Are you going to eat it eventually? Yeah, but I don't know how big it's going to get. <laughs> is that it? Is it done at, like, you know, a dollar size, silver dollar size? Well, you... yes, Jerry has kept, kept <laughs> reminding you that you can eat it any time as soon as it's yeah. re- you're oh, ready. Oh, okay. You're ready to eat it. You can well, eat it. I feel like I it... should give it a better chance to, <laughs> to grow to its full potential. Yeah, it's big. It's as big as it's going to get. Yeah. Uh-oh. Why can't I hear anything other than I can't hear anything? Uh-oh. <laughs> no, let me see what the scoop is. But uh, the uh, 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 the the broccoli is ready to harvest. Well, you you'll see it starts out as a tight head, and then you will see little what we call beads in the broccoli, uh, which are flowers. Well, getting ready to bud out, and. Uh, and then uh, when those beads begin to loosen, in other words, not in a tight, compact form, then uh, then you're... You're getting pretty sophisticated there, Jerry. You didn't plug me in, Milton. No, you're plugged in. You hear that? No. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. That did something. Okay. Yeah, that's it. I thought he didn't plug me in on purpose, but but anyway, uh, uh, then a lot of people when those heads completely loosen up, you can see all the beads. Then the next step is they have a flower. They flower, right? Yellow flowers. Yeah, but that means they're n- well, going to the, taste different, right? Nah. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, they're over over. Texture the, yeah. is a little different. Yeah. But they're uh, but they're, they're edible. good for you. Yeah, they're yeah. edible. You know what else is uh, the the cauliflower is doing well. Oh wow! Yeah, lots of. I mean, it's kind of been parallel 
which is unusual. Yeah. Parallel to the broccoli. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it didn't freeze back at all this year. Yeah. Look, so, everybody's getting citrus. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true. It could be because there's a... This morning, yeah. this morning when we got here, uh, Milton, there was a lot of activity over there. Yeah. Uh, we got a... We'll wait till Trace comes back, but we'll hit some of the sale items on there. Yeah, I was walking up uh, yeah. from the parking lot. I saw two whole tray, uh, two whole benches of blue bonnets. Yeah. Now, I'm what? sorry. What color? They're all blue. They're oh. blue. Oh. oh hey, you hate that because I know, there'll Pete, be a high demand. Uh, there will be a high demand, <laughs> and, you know. Yeah, Throughout history, people have painted <laughs> oil paintings of a Texas blue bonnet with fields of blue. But, you know, yeah. Jerry's tired of it. Yeah, everybody That'll does it. blues. <laughs> so, <laughs> the, uh, yeah. And we got we were talking about, uh, before the show started, Calvin says that he still hasn't seen any blue bonnet, little baby blue bonnets coming up. Yeah. Which is about right for for everybody because uh, I don't know they're uh, they're just not uh, they they just didn't have a, as John Thomas said they didn't have the rain at the right time. The timing is just the key huh? for the, uh, in the fall. Most people don't realize that blue bonnets come up in the fall. But to solve that problem, you can either use transplants now. Mm-hmm. And you need to get them in pretty quick because uh, our blue bonnets usually bloom in late March here. Uh, and so I, I imagine these are nice transplants. And they're on sale? Yeah. Are they on sale? They are. Okay. 158 But uh, Trace, well, they're, they're regular price, but if you buy in uh, four. Oh, that's right. Four better than it drops to a dollar and a quarter. There you they're go. Four for five. Charlie is saying, though, that they're blue. They are blue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, They're not uh, ladybird, but I'm, they are blue. Yeah, I'm sorry. People love blue. Jerry doesn't <laughs> like blue. He doesn't think anybody else should like blue. Well, I mean. You see which shirt I wore. It's overdone. Uh, I wore this just for him today. Oh, that's so nice of you. And it, yet he's still. It's, it's overdone, Milton. You it, know, I, things get overdone. Is the sky overdone? <laughs> is the the blue, beautiful blue sky overdone? Hey, wait a no. minute. Where? where? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I don't know. Is the, is the, 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 the faded gray sky? Yeah, today the faded. Today my uh, my analogy doesn't work. But okay, yes. Oh, did, you, any, did any of y'all listen to David this morning? No. no. What did Why David would we do? That? So it's no longer a secret. Oh. No wow. what? The rodeo tomatoes. Oh, he always liked to. No be, longer a secret. He always liked to be the big guy. Is that the Ruby Crush? Yeah. Yes. Hey. All right, Ruby Crush, way to go! <laughs> Woo! And I and then uh, certainly a deserving. Oh yeah. A plant. We tested. Tuck, I argued against it for a while, but uh, <laughs> and then I I was converted because it, it was so good to, uh, yeah. to eat and, and, and it's bad, so good to use. And some bad. Uh, Bad weather uh, situation. We te- we've tested that in the field for three years, and uh, three seasons in the spring, and we've tested it in here at Millburgers and in the local grow with the local nurseries. Well, that's been around about two or three years too. Yeah. 
Well, and you know, too, it's it's a story of perseverance, of persistence. The little ruby crush was yeah. was out of the out of the you know nobody was counting on it, but it <laughs> in its heart it wanted to be a rodeo tomato, and it tried and yeah, tried. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just I just think it's a I think it's a beautiful a, story, a neat a neat thing too, because uh, we for for years we've talked about taste testing tomatoes. Yeah. And, and Jerry has said, well, it depends on when you pick them. And how and old so, you are. Yeah, so that's true. <laughs> I go, I go back to Jerry saying there will never be a cherry rodeo tomato. Mm. Well, now we have two. Yeah. And, that, and that's the neat thing about this. You've got two distinct tastes. Both of them are worthy of oh, yeah. consideration. They're, di- they're different. And uh, just about the time I say, well... This BHN nine six eight's my favorite. <laughs> and then I have the have a Ruby Crush. I said, hmm, well, maybe not today. Today is Ruby Crush day, you know, because they, they're yeah. It's got it's got a little a little sweeter taste, but uh, yeah, and the BHN nine six eight also has a distinctive taste. Yeah. So yeah. try both of them this uh, this yeah, year. Yeah, this made the grower uh, much very happy because the nine sixty eight tomato. Is one of the most expensive seeds on oh, the market. Believe me, I know. <laughs> I, I'm on the other end of that. The seed's expensive, so is the plant. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, this Ruby Crush, I think, is in, in line with other tomato prices. Heard, mm-hmm. heard something else from him this morning, too. Oh, will you quit listening to that guy? Well, i got to drive to work. got to <laughs> listen to something. <laughs> so he said that Celebrity was going to be a Texas superstar, finally. Oh, jeez. Uh-oh. What was going to be? Celebrity, Celebrity. tomato. tomato. So, so he was all about the tomato today. <laughs> I mean, it has never been a sec. Uh-oh. It's never been. Dude, be that, Until this year. We just assumed it. Uh, we put that on the market before they, they, we had Superstar with plants. And it was, it, that it was, was a long a, time ago. It was just kind of our fallback. <laughs> yeah. Every, everybody uh, knew how it performed and liked how it performed. and Yeah. And we just uh, we're, kept, we're, kept we're, using it. We introduced it with uh, Bruce Cates and a television special. And uh, I remember I, I was I always liked to fool around with Bruce, and I always tell him, I told him, I said, this year's tomato uh, is going to be named after you, Bruce. And he said, really? What's that? As a celebrity. Oh. <laughs> that 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 started. That's when we first put it on the market. We tested that as a as a number, just like all of them are usually numbered. Uh, I'm thinking 50 it, years worth of testing. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, I hadn't been here 50 years, so uh, I guess I could look it up. See when we did That'd that. That'd be, be an interesting fact to put in the uh, Texas Superstar list. Yeah, yeah. Are there other tomatoes that are Texas superstars? Uh, I think there's one or two. Yeah, there's um, Tycoon. Merced was Merced. a superstar. Oh, what happened to Merced? <laughs> oh wow, yeah, that was and, uh, seed is Surefire. Uh, surefire was a uh, superstar. That's so Surefire was the first tomato. Oh, okay, that's just sad now. That was a yeah, that, that, that was a, an outstanding tomato too. Oh yeah, Surefire, I love it. What about poor Tycoon? <laughs> They're still year finding after, seed year after year. Are they still finding seed? Yeah. Oh, yeah. good. That's good. They uh, 
and it's some, given so much. Uh, that greenhouse grower I'm working with uh, south of here, uh, that's all they want. All they want. It's tycoon. It's tycoon. Okay. Because they've got nematodes in the greenhouse. Oh. And that's nematode resistant. And they also had a problem with, because uh, I would take them different varieties down there, uh, combined with tycoon. And uh, they had trouble with that virus that uh, oh. Tycoon is resistant to. Uh, we used to have a bad problem with that up here about the time Tycoon came on the market. And uh, we had some planted, had several varieties planted at Botanical Garden, and it killed every one of them except Tycoon. Well, and that's how I got introduced to it, because I was working with uh, the folks down there uh, on the coast, and one of the uh, people on the committee was said, well, why aren't you promoting that tycoon? <laughs> I said, well, what do you mean? And he described the characteristics. Yeah. And I said, well, I'll bring it up up there. And then Jerry got this sheepish look on his yeah. face. <laughs> Milton, you can't give him a tangent like that. Yeah, I'm they just went from ce- celebrating celebrity yeah. to, yeah, to, to, to Tycoon and all these other tomatoes. Yeah, we we need to celebrate the celebrity. <laughs> we'll focus on celebrity. Now we're gonna. Uh, you're gonna have uh, last year's rodeo tomato. I think you've already gotten I, some I, in. I've right? had it and I've sold it all. And I think what? I, I think I have this year's rodeo tomato and oh, good. tycoon. As, Cal- as Calvin used to say, the fish, the fish tomato. The red snapper, <laughs> which did, which did really well. It, it did well for everybody. So last Saturday, I only had four red snappers left, and somebody asked if I had tomatoes, and we took went in there, and he he bought all four of them. All right. Oh wow, that's a good comment. And do you have them now, or are they coming in? Not the red snappers, but just other tomatoes. <laughs> I brought in, f- f- I had five flats of uh, of the uh, this year's. Okay. And uh, I think I got in tycoon and maybe one other variety. Okay. Okay, good. Well, I, well, I tried to stick to four-and-a-half-inch pots because we did so well with those. Yeah, you know, yeah. I could probably get some peat pots of some of the other varieties. <laughs> well, and it gives the gardeners so much flexibility. Yeah, easy to, easy yeah, for them gosh. to establish them. I just can't imagine, Jerry, uh, how many years did we two-inch uh, peat pots? Of course, they still no forever perform, yeah. All, all our variety trials and everything else, broccoli, cauliflower, Tomatoes, peppers, all were planted with yeah. peat pot plants. Uh, the uh, but it sure is easier now, than four and a half inches. You remember we had uh, Trace brought up the fact that we had one other cherry tomato, uh, the 968 or dwarf cherry surprise, and uh, I had said. <laughs> Now, I'm not picking the tomatoes anymore, by the way, the ones that they put on. They they didn't even ask me about this. Huh. But, That's uh, not right. <laughs> but uh, the reason I said we'd never have another cherry is because when it came out, the cherry came out, I caught holy hell from the gardeners that wanted a large fruity tomato. So we're going to send all those people to you, Trace, when they get the, to complaining about to David, the rodeo tomato. To David. But the, <laughs> David. The, the quantity outperforms the size because you could get a whole lot more little ones 
And, you know, and you know, small ones like that may not even make it in the house. They, be, they could pick and eat as they're going along. Yeah. I think Calvin experienced that. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, it was my part of my, whenever I relate or even think about it, my mother's uh, last yeah. months. She loved uh, to pick. She's, pick uh, yep, every day. <laughs> yeah. You think there's uh, more of those tomatoes around here? Yeah. <laughs> oh, go out and see. Go and see. <laughs> well, well, uh, what, what interesting thing about that, talk about quantity of uh, tomatoes they produce. This guy I'm working with down south in the greenhouse, I took him some tycoon, took him tycoons the uh, week before last, I guess it was. And uh, I said, well, I didn't bring any cherry tomatoes. And he dropped to his knees and said, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Cause he, I, I think I brought him four plants last oh, year, <laughs> and uh, I brought him both. Uh, 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 well, nine sixty-eight and a cherry. We've girl. slowly converted uh, <laughs> Steve Brown. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have <laughs> a feeling this. The end of the story is: Did he have too many? And he yeah. Like, oh. He said yeah. they. First of all, picking them was killing him. <laughs> they have a kitchen down there. It's a good problem. And so, and, and, so, and he was bringing buckets of tomatoes in there uh, from those full plants. So uh, he he said he didn't want any cherry tomatoes yeah, so this year because they were so productive for last year. If you want a non-productive tomato, uh, <laughs> this is not the one yeah. to go with. Yeah, but it, it's gonna be a good tomato. Um, and uh, like I said, we've tested it in the field and with gardeners, and uh, I haven't gotten any bad reports yet. Tested it at the table and on the sandwich yeah. and in the salad. The interesting thing about that is, you know, people always say, or the know-it-alls always say that cherry tomatoes set in the heat. Well, we had a cherry tomato trial out, uh, out at uh, Versus, where we grow them in Von Army. And uh, had cherry tomatoes out there, different varieties. And the only two set that set fruit was 968 and this uh, Ruby, Crush. Ruby Crush. So uh, there is a difference in heat-setting abilities of those tomatoes. That's probably why they keep going all the way through the summer, maybe into the fall. Yeah, There's a lot of people. Hey, they're, they're a great addition to our, our growing field. So I'm glad that I'm glad that you all decided that. Yeah, hey, we need to take a quick break, and while we do, I encourage you to give us a call. We got Trace up on the porch with us, so you got three people to answer your gardening questions. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. What about you, Milton? They don't want my answer. Three, three and a half people. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That'll work. I'm counting as a half in it. I, I can give them enough information to to cause trouble. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Give us a call at two one zero three zero eight. 8867. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up in just a moment on 930 a.m. The Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, 210 
8867. Take a second to talk to you about Spider-Man, termite, and pest control. Don't mess with things like termites. Don't put up with things like uh, roaches or rodents in your house. Give Spider-Man uh, and Warren Remy and Nicole over there and let them help you out. It's the last uh, pest control company you're going to get because they do the great job, great job, and they look at this as a holistic system, so they're going to try to find out not only what to treat them with, they can use organic or synthetic, or they're go- but they're also going to see what the problem is. Why are they coming in? How are they getting in? What's happening here? And they're going to help you with that, too. At Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control, uh, gosh, go read their Google reviews. Absolutely wonderful. Uh, and check them out yourself. 210-656-3721. 210-656-3721. Or online at GoSpiderManPest.com. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. I wonder if Warren could trap me some roaches and bring them over. I've, to the house? My roaches have all disappeared. I don't I can't, I can't understand that. I used to hunt them and enjoy hunting them at night. Meanwhile, and, your neighbors had lots of roaches, uh, right? <laughs> no, that's, that's a different animal. I'll, I'll ask Warren for you. See if Warren you, don't have, you don't have to ask him. Catch, just, a, catch a few in the box. I bet, I bet he can bring you all that you want. <laughs> if Warren continues working with us, he'll, he'll also need referral to a psychologist. Yeah, that just says, okay, uh, we need this, this person needs some help here. Well, somebody, somebody's got to love them, it's like the sparrows. Well, Trace, do you want to talk? You were talking uh, about some of the other stuff that's featured and some of the stuff that's come in. Uh, do you want to kind of focus on that, or where you want to talk? What you talk about? Well, we, we did get in uh, the remaining balance of most of our fruit trees. So the figs, figs, yes. In fact, figs are on sale even. Yes, they are. Um, so that's a that's a good deal. A lot of but people are buying citrus. They mm-hmm. are. We're watching that right now. And it's uh, like Christmas. I have uh, Becknell, I believe, is delivering next week. Oh, good. It's, it's a quite a few trees. Nelson approved it to come in early. I said, Nelson, what are you going to do if it gets cold? <laughs> How many trees? And he said, like 200. Uh, and I said, what are you going to do if it gets cold? <laughs> Milton will come over and help you cover them. Light, light, a, Milton. light, sure. a, light a candle for each one. Yeah. Of them. yeah. <laughs> I, I noticed that you've got Carolina jasmine. Jasmine. Under. It's that time of year. Yeah, and got a p- pretty picture with it uh, on sale for eight eighty-eight and three for twenty-five dollars. And the neat thing about that is the deer won't eat it, right? They, they're very unlikely to. Well, and it's pretty also well drought tolerant. It's a good. It's a good butterfly plant too. And out of yeah. the out of the vine uh, nectar nectar out, source out of the vines, I think it's the most likely to be evergreen. It would take something yeah. severely cold to uh, defoliate or freeze it down. Mm. Yeah, it's it's pretty drought tolerant during the the real dry, well. I guess we're in a drought now. It seems like it, uh, but during, when we really had the hard drought, uh, it was funny how that you you ride around a, a Hollywood park. And see that Carolina jasmine, everybody puts it out front because the deer won't eat it. And where the water would condense and run off the driveway, that jasmine was green as a gourd. But then where it dried out, it was uh, not looking as good. I don't think it completely died. But uh, it just takes a very little bit of water to keep those things green. Primrose jasmine is in that same. It's like the Timex watch. Meat. Take a licking and yeah. keep on ticking. <laughs> and is it fragrant? I don't think so. No. Uh, the jasmine? Yeah. Carolina jasmine? 
I don't think so. Okay. It's pretty. <laughs> it's pretty. Got uh, yeah, yellow. Pretty flowers. Almost, almost reminds me of uh, Esperanza. Hmm. But, uh, but the idea that it's deer, and I've seen a lot of those things doing pretty good on the live oak trees in the shade. Now, last year I tried that double. Uh, oh, really? We, we did okay with it. I haven't found it this year, but uh, I might still have a few of those left. But that was an unusual one, a too. Da- double Carolina yeah. Jazz? Yeah. <laughs> it was old-fashioned. That was probably yeah. 50, 50 years or better. Yeah. But, uh, and you got figs on sale. And persimmons. All right. I bet I got Fuyu, my favorite. And Shahashia and Tamapan. A Tamapan, that flat one, I think. It's got a little turban on top. Yeah, it's, a, it's pretty attractive. Yeah. And I don't know if all of those are. Uh, astringent or non-astringent? All of them except Fuyu. Fuyu is non-astringent. No, that's the only one. Of, of those of three. three. So, yeah. gentlemen, you have to explain that because there's probably 50% of the people <laughs> yeah. listening have no idea what you're talking about. And I only understand half of what they're talking about, so it kind of works out the same. Well, if, the, uh, if they're non-astringent, uh, they, uh, they, they can be firm... And you can still eat them. If they're astringent and you don't wait till they completely ripe and get very soft. They'll pucker you right up. They'll pucker you up from one end to the other uh, before they get. Now, I've been told that the uh, astringent types can be frozen. Yeah, like the, the, Dr. Light used to do. Yeah, the, yeah. The, John uh, Light. Uh, the, uh, they were Japanese persimmons, I think they call them. Uh, and uh, the, the, the Japanese used to, or still do, make a, a popsicle out of them. They stick a, stick a popsicle stick right in the, well, take it off the, off the uh, plant, off the uh, mother plant. And then freeze it, and then uh, whenever I imagine they keep that away for years. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you give it to give it to the child, and they eat it like a popsicle. And well, it's a one of the healthiest. Yeah, it just it's just a matter of our, our gardeners getting used to that, They're using it that way. Oh yeah. And then the fuyu, of course, which is non-astringent. That that one doesn't have to get that uh, soft ripe before you use it. You can use that uh, much easier. Look at this guy's got uh, LSU purple fig. They also had an LSU <laughs> uh, white. Interesting. They had a white. But I think the purple is uh, what took over. It's a it's a big fig. And uh, I think it, did, it just about came on the market uh you know, Greg Grant, one of his uh, places that he went off to to get a Ph.D. was LSU. And uh, so uh, he he was talking about their figs. They had, I think they had all the southeastern United States people had uh, universities had a fig uh, production prop program. And... Uh, he, he had never heard of LSU Purple, 
till he went to LSU, and uh, he brought brought me some, and uh, it was it's a good pig, but I, I don't know if I've ever seen it for sale or not. Two for seventy five dollars. Two pigs for seventy five dollars. What form are they in? Right, so they, number five, I think. Threes, I think. Well, there's a, a couple yeah, number, of fives. Number five. Five, the, five number. The, the last little batch I got uh, were in threes, and it was of your favorite one. Mm. Is it in three? For you. No, no figs we're talking oh, about. Oh, figs, okay. Uh, oh, shoot, Jerry's uh, Celeste. Yep. Oh, okay. Well, you've got Celeste listed here. Yep. Yeah, well. Celeste, brown turkey, everbury. <laughs> And LSU purple. Regularly thirty nine ninety nine, Milton. Almost. Almost. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, on sale two for seventy five dollars. Now, if they buy three, I'm, yeah. I'm going to break it apart and give them the the sale price. Yeah, okay. Can't do that on one, but I can gotcha. do that on anything two <laughs> or above. Look at you. And then. At the very end, let's see, is that the very end? Pomegranates. Your favorite. And he says they're wonderful. They write in here that they're wonderful. Easy to grow, thrive in our climate. Yes, yes. Also an attractive small landscape tree. Yes. With showy foliage. And uh, Some fruit, maybe. <laughs> Some fruit. Maybe. Now, are you calling uh, some of those pomegranates? I know I, I would hardly describe them as a small, <laughs> a small tree growing in our. Land. Yeah, the I was <laughs> the uh, we grew we got a pomegranate uh, variety trial out at Uvalde, Doctor Larry Stein had, and uh, those things <laughs> have gotten like a redbud tree. They've gotten that big. And we try to prune them every year, but uh, can't hold it back. And the one that uh, Mr. Moore, Mr. Moore developed one uh, at the Botanical Garden, and it's at his old house, and that damn thing is 20, 25 feet tall. It's huge. Well, uh, I, I don't think wonderful. I, I know they grow a lot of wonderful in uh, in California for the juice. That's the one that they grow for the juice. And uh, I, I, for some reason, now I never have seen them growing in California, but I think they kind of keep them pruned like a peach tree. You know, I guess so they can harvest the, the fruit. So they're not climbing on ladders. Not, yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, anyway, that's a good one. And looking at the grapes, all yeah. right, they got that good Victoria Red here. And Blanc de Bos. Wow. Pretty sure that's de Blanc de Bois. But what is it? I think it's pronounced de Bois. I think it de is. De Bois? Yeah. Blanche du Bois. Uh, you know, I'm from Tennessee. I don't give that We won't hold it against you <laughs> today. And Victor Red is good. They're, uh, they're in five gallon containers. And they are regularly $29.99 and two for $50. Uh, one thing I didn't ask, how big are these figs? Well, the Celeste are probably about 18 inches, but they're... they're 18 inches tall. Right, but they're full. 
Okay. So they're they're already going to be a good bush starting out this okay. year even. Yeah. Uh, the others are probably ranging between three and five feet. Okay. Think it's too late to take cuttings? I don't know. Is it? <laughs> you want an L- You want an LSU purple? <laughs> I take it. I'm going. I'm I'm there's messing. always some kind of side thing. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's whole. His whole thing is. Yeah. He's going to walk by him and accidentally uh, yeah. break a branch, and then ask if he can have it. Oh, it just fell off. I don't know <laughs> yeah, you don't want it anymore. It's... <laughs> but the fr- yeah, you talk about the fruit trees. Be in number fives, uh, two for sixty dollars. But uh, I don't see you haven't listed citrus. It's because I don't have a great selection of citrus yet. Okay. Can't well. can't run something on sale if I don't have a good selection. Of it. <laughs> okay, you got a, got a picture of a lemon. See? Hi, what's up? Well, Peter should have caught that. <laughs> All right, That's a pretty picture. Can I help? You yeah. got red buds on sale. You got Texas oak red bud. Yeah. Oklahoma red bud. Mexican red What's bud. What's the difference between Texas and Oklahoma red bud? Uh, the border. Yeah. The two. <laughs> I think they're the same plant. They they're the same. <laughs> but they're tagged differently, so I have okay, to, I'm go. not going to go changing tags. <laughs> now, the Mexican red bud, that is different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that leaf's a little smaller. It's got a little crinkle to the end. Yeah, and it will take full sun. As, as will the Texas and Oklahoma. Uh, but we do have some other varieties back there that are on that sale that are eastern red buds. So eastern red buds really ought to be planted underneath a deciduous tree. Uh, that way it gets the sun during the winter yeah. and the shade of the big tree by the time it's hot. But there's some purple leaf varieties back there. One, one of them was a, a brand new variety. I can't remember it off the top of my head. I think we talked about it last week or the week before. Yeah. Mm. What, hey, do you, what are you calling them? Houston? Eastern. 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 Oh, Eastern Redwood. Okay. I'm sorry. Hey, all the things that uh, Jerry's going over are at MillburgerNursery.com. That's MillburgerNursery.com. Let's help Ray out. He's got a question uh, real quick at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Ray, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today, Ray? All right. I'm hoping you guys are the same. Uh I have a question whether uh, Millburgers is going to carry that orange Esperanza this year. Oh, I'm sure I'll have it. I can't begin to tell you when, but um, th- there are a couple of different oranges out there as well. So uh, orange Jubilee is one we, we tend to get. Now, that's like more like an old-fashioned Esperanza uh-huh. where it has to get pretty tall to bloom. Yes. Uh, and then the, the more likely to find regularly, and I, I'm trying to remember the name of it, is that one I always tell you starts out orange, Milton, and ends up aggy color in the fall? Oh, yeah. Uh, Bells of Fire. Okay, yeah, there you go. Yeah. That, that, one's a, that one's a decent orange one that doesn't have to get so big to bloom. Good, good. That's, uh, that's what I'm looking for. Uh, but I'll, I'll have both of them at different points uh, throughout the, the year, but we need some consistent when, when warm do, weather for them to look good. When do you start? Around March when you start getting them? It's up to God. Um, so we would start building the numbers of things to, at the end of February, so the end of next next month, uh, okay. but only what's available. So most of the growing operations grow these uh, deciduous perennials and stuff outside. So okay. sometimes it's you know later March or even early April before the selection starts to get pretty good again. Okay, no problem. I can wait. Uh, uh, just All a right. quick comment. 
I worked on it. I have a, uh, I bought a, a small one-gallon wonderful pomegranate. been in the ground seven years, but I never, I didn't know that if it flowers like the carnation, it's just the flowering kind. And, um, but I bought a, um, I bought another one uh, that's uh, from Afghanistan, so hopefully it'll work out. And I do need another pomegranate. Uh, I'll check with you guys next month, see what you got. Okay? Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, sir. All right, we're going to take this opportunity then to take a quick break at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up right after this at 9.30 a.m. The Answer. South Texas, celebrating January musical birthdays, Gene Knight, and that's, of course, Mr. Big Stuff. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Go ahead. All right. Yes, sir. Well, are you giving the number again, Mr.? 210-308-8867. Art is on the line. Okay. Hey there, Art. What's Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Doing good and greetings. Uh, the oh, wait, we, can, we can barely hear you, Art. Let's see if uh, if Al can uh, boost you up a little bit, or if you can okay. talk a little louder. All right. The 2019 Rodeo Tomato, the Harris Moran 8849. Where can I obtain those seeds? <laughs> uh uh, I'm sorry. Well, would you repeat that question? Yeah, one more time. In 2019, there was a rodeo tomato. That yeah. Was the Harris Moran 8849. Where? That's right. Where locally can I obtain any seeds? Or no? You like that, huh? <laughs> I love it. Love it. Which go, go, <laughs> go to. Uh, PlantAnswers.com, the, my website. Right. And uh, look up uh, uh, Rodeo Tomatoes. Uh, yeah, look up the history of Rodeo Tomatoes. It'll be under uh, miscellaneous category. And uh, and oh, see if you can find that tomato. Well, you will find that tomato. A listed on that and a write-up about them. Uh, it may, it, it, it'll probably give you a link to a, uh, a, a major write-up and pictures on the plantanswers.com. Uh, another way, another way you can look for them is, uh, and that, a lot of times we give that they give a seed availability uh, on those write-ups. Another place you can look for it is to look under uh, recommended uh, recommended vegetable varieties list 
on plantanswers.com. Okay. And uh, and you, if you if you if you find that, open it up and then go down to the tomato section and uh, see if it's listed on that plate. Now, the third option is to go to plantanswers.com, open the tomato section in in the uh, index the. Uh, subject matter index and go down go down the tomato list and see if that uh, plant is listed on that and in, if it's on that tomato list uh, it'll have a numbers by it it'll, it'll, when you open it it'll have numbers by it and those numbers correspond to the seed company where you can get the seed Lemon, okay <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that's yeah, that's I, interesting. Uh, you going back to get that? Did you try uh, the uh, red snapper this year? I I have not. Uh, I, I due to physical reasons, I haven't been able to do much. But I'm I'm with it now. And uh, <laughs> good for I, you. I think of those good tomatoes I had. So uh, anything okay. I had. The, the only thing about those uh, Harris Moran. I thought forever they were never going to ripen. They just stayed green for so long, and then overnight they turned red. Oh my! It was, it was, yeah, they it got was they got bigger, didn't they? I they mean, got more, bigger. They're... They got better, and, <laughs> and plenty of them. Yeah, Harris Moran's uh, been a good seed company for forever, I guess. Well, great. Well, Jerry, I thank you very much. I'll do that. I just surprised. I did internet searches, and I'm I'm going nowhere. And I'm uh, everybody <laughs> talks about it, but uh, okay. no source for it. So maybe I maybe they it. named it. If yeah. you, if you can't if you can't find it, and uh, those three sources I gave you, on uh, I th- I tell you what, I bet you could uh, go into plantanswers.com, the website, and uh, there's a search engine. Right to the right, as you right. as you open the page, and uh, uh, let's say be to your left, I guess, <laughs> uh, to the left as you open the page and type in, do a search in that first search engine for that number. Okay. And if it's on Plant Answers, that 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 uh, search engine will find it. Good. All righty. You're if the you man. If you, can, if you can't find it, send me an email on that plantanswers.com site. Will we'll do. You've always been helpful, and I thank you very much, Jerry. Well, you're welcome. Glad you're up and around again. Thank you. All right. You take finally, care. Finally. Thank you. Good. All right. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. James is on the line. Hey there, James. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Well, pretty good. Hey, y- y'all in, uh, up on the porch having a good time? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's nice. On this beautiful day with uh, uh, not a sky blue sky cl- somewhere. Somewhere, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got a question for you, uh, you ex- experts. Uh, okay. What causes uh, hollow heart and... Uh, in a watermelon. Uh, 
What is hollow heart? I don't. Uh, it, it's uh, when you break it open. Uh, there's a crack. <laughs> a best way to put it in the uh, in the center. For the, huh. You know. You know the the old timers used to say. I, I guess I fit into that category now. Uh, they would they, they remember going to the watermelon field and just going from, from ripe melon to ripe melon and busting them open. Cut them and bust them open. And they eat the heart out. Oh. That before seedless watermelons. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to do that anymore with seedless watermelons because they're all heart. Oh, huh. But uh, uh, that when you would do that with a, one with hollow heart, uh, it would uh, it would have a crack, a, a wide crack, maybe inch, inch and a half uh, wide, all the way along that heart, oh. uh, the the center tissue, huh. which was the best, <laughs> good to eat. But anyway, uh, what causes it? It's a it can be a varietal characteristic, and it can also be uh, fluctuations in the water. I used to blame it on the raccoons and the coyotes and the well holler hard. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I'd go out there and there. Well, yeah, there'd, there'd be hollow yeah. heart. <laughs> I mean, hollow everything. <laughs> hey Jerry, if we put uh, uh, all those watermelon transplants on drip, uh, about when do we stop uh, irrigating? Uh, uh, if you on drip. I don't know if you ever want to stop irrigating. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Just keep them green and growing, and that's about it, right? Yeah, right. Because if you if you start pulling the water from them, uh, that may cause you some problems with the hollow heart. Okay, anyway. well that's good. That's good advice. Yeah, uh, Willite's got a new uh, a new hybrid. It's uh, it's called uh, Willite Sweetheart. It's, it replaces the Raspa. It's uh, about a 22, 24 pounder that's pretty lip smacking, man. It's, uh... <laughs> yeah, watermelons are good, especially in July and August. All okay, right. well we'll uh, we'll keep the, we'll keep the drift growing and keep them green and growing. We won't worry about that then. There you go. Thank you for Thanks, calling. Jerry. Thanks, James. Bye-bye. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free. 866-308-8867. Got a, got a few minutes before we got to go to break. I got uh, some notes from uh, that were written to you from Rob DeRosia. Uh-oh. And about you coming over, uh, helping him with the rotted... I was never invited to help Oh, quit it. I got it in the email right here. He already did it. <laughs> he complained I wasn't there after he already did it. About the real Grandy Gold Peppers. Yeah, I would have uh, been out there to save my little baby. <laughs> it said uh, it was messy and time-consuming and stinking, I imagine. Yeah, looks like he did a great job. But I finally got it done, Milton. And I'm going to consider this a good harvest of seed. I started off with just with a blender. So, uh, <laughs> and the uh, and Milton rides back. Looks good. Was I supposed to help? 
Was there an invitation that Rob showed you, too? Oh, you have to have an engraved invitation. I have to know. To come out and deal with rotted pepper fruit. I can't read Rob's mind. <laughs> That's probably good. <laughs> I knew I was setting you up on that one. But anyway, he, he got he a lot of real grandy gold seed. He got very upset because at this time of the year when you're trying to dry seed down, you have cloudy days like this and cool weather, uh, they'll sprout. Oh, my gosh. And so a lot of oops, a lot of them sprouted, and uh, uh, he called me and uh, Dr. Larry Stein, and uh, was about to panic, get panic stricken because some of the seed had sprouted. But I assured him that uh, that he didn't want any sprouting. But I assured him that uh, sometimes the ones that sprout after they do dry down finally. Uh, they will, they'll, they'll see to be okay to germinate. Okay. In fact, the, uh, the commercial seed producers used to use a, or uh, used to promote a seed they call uh, enhanced seed. And uh, basically, well, the reason it was so enhanced, it was enhanced, is because they would pre germinate it a little bit and then before they sold the seed. And then send it to the farmer, oh. and it would germinate immediately because it already kind of started the process. So Rob had... And they got extra money for it. He not only had regular seed, he had... A, uh, enhanced seed. Enhanced seed, too. <laughs> Way to go, Rob. So it uh, looks like the real grandy gold pepper is going to be safe for All right. several more years. There are a lot of people listening that are very happy about that. Yeah, well, two or three, anyway. It's okay. It's, that's all we got listening, anyway. <laughs> I bet you, bet you Marty's happy. I know Marty grew up. There you go. So uh, we start. I guess. I guess we need to get them the seed pretty quick. Yeah. When do you? Well, pepper pepper grows slower in this uh, cool weather. Probably by it takes uh, four to uh, four to six weeks to get a tomato from seed to sale. The transplant to sell in, in this kind of weather. Uh, pepper takes uh, six to eight weeks to get it from no. seed to sell. Goodness, yeah, that's so that's April one. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break and get you caught up with the news. In the meantime, get on the line so we can talk to you right after the news. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight 8867 or outside of San Antonio, toll free. It's 866-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gars coming up live from Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevard Road. I'm Milton Glick. This is 930 AM. And we're back at Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevard Road. Give us a call. Be a part of the show. Uh, 210-308-8867 or come by and visit with us. Uh, if we had a couple people walk up, you don't have to be on the air uh, if you don't want to. Just uh, We just want to help you out here. So 210-308-8867. Calvin doesn't insult you or something like he did that little old lady, remember? He didn't. Uh, that, would, that would be insulting if you called her a little old lady. He didn't insult her. I just, didn't talk to he her. He just explained something to her, and she didn't want to hear it. <laughs> I, love, I love that. I wish I could have gotten a picture of that. Yeah. She, she, she left a little upset, but it was not Calvin's fault. Is this uh, 
I, I thought for a while he was talking about Evelyn. No, no. no, of, course, no. of course, Evelyn would not have put up with No, that. Evelyn would have, <laughs> yeah. She would have slapped you. Yep. No, it was you. That you, she would have slapped with you. <laughs> you need more horse herb, eh? Evelyn, I brought some over for you. I just I went ahead and planted it. I was looking at Calvin's uh, column in today's paper. He's talking about uh, what to do for your lawn now. People are seeing a lawn that's kind of in ill repair at this time of the year because of I do I do believe I've got a few of my uh, sustainable winter lawn grasses up I, I haven't even walked down to look at them but I think I might have some of that uh, annual bluegrass that I love so much. Yeah, I, I've even got the annual bluegrass which <laughs> at, and some rescue grass but it, my my yard is usually dominated by rescue grass, but it, this year it's not. Good. Your your uh, annual bluegrass is taking a bigger role, much <laughs> much finer. It's a we're talking grassy weeds here, and one one of them is relatively fine, and then the the rescue grass is court more coarser yeah. uh, weed. But both of them both of them mow well and are attractive. So yeah, I don't, I don't think of much of my. Uh, 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 horse herb? Horse herb has come back yet. Yeah, I was kind of looking it's not for not thick. <laughs> so, somewhere, I don't somewhere want... Evelyn is laughing maniacally. <laughs> I, I don't want Evelyn to get upset. I know she's uh, of a matured age. Oh, oh man, are you, you, are, you are asking for it. Evelyn, will you come over I, here and straighten him out? I just don't want her to be upset that a horse herb is not going to come back. And just just stop at that point. You're safe. It's going to come back. Okay, just stop there. Don't go into <laughs> anything about age. Well, yeah, well, we, uh, we may not have to worry about Evelyn the, <laughs> if the horse herb doesn't come back. Yeah. The deer may take Jerry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got some deer coming in my yard now. Huh? Got a nice big buck. Uh, I was trying to figure out if that's if the horse herb was what the deer were munching on. I didn't get a, ch- a chance. There were a lot of them out this morning. Yeah. And so <laughs> I, I've got to take some time and look at that. More, so. Most of my horse herb is is in a fenced area. I imagine they could jump it flat-footed if they really got hungry. Uh, but anyway, Calvin's talking about. Uh, Putting organic material and consider aerating and top dressing your lawn this month, uh, which is always a good idea. It doesn't doesn't take take much to do it, and I I think there's some companies, uh, uh, ter- uh, grass grass companies, that actually do that. Um, almost every one of our. Uh they had blowers. Yeah, so. horticulture supply companies right. has a company that they recommend. Okay. I think and they, I think ABC was one that uh, did that. Did, did it too, but yeah, just uh, go to your favorite uh, uh, compost supplier, and they'll and they'll have somebody to refer to. And what Jerry's talking about, it's a it's a relatively easy task to spread that. The top dressing, uh, you, you don't you don't have to be a, you know you don't have to measure it and everything. You know it's just kind of. A, I, I would say most people overapply, don't you? That's right. Yeah, just a, when it, when you talk about a half an inch, most people can't handle a half an inch. Yeah. 
No, you they, can't. They, got, they can handle an inch, inch and a half, but uh, they, they think they're not getting anything done. When yeah. they put that on. Well, no, if the the good news is it doesn't hurt anything if you put an inch on either. If you tell, especially if you're tell, aerating as well, you're, uh, yeah. dig, you know, uh, digging aeration channels into the yeah. into your lawn so that the uh, moisture can penetrate, the nutrients can. Um, and what else benefits by that, Jerry? Oxygen down there. Oxygen, yeah, going in. So all directions you want, you want that transfer yeah. of gases in all directions. So, and uh, we've seen it. Jerry and I have talked a lot about this, uh, but we, he we saw that through the years we've seen that how much the lawns benefit. Yep. And Jerry's first experience was when years and <laughs> years ago when. Malcolm Beck dumped yeah. the load on my front yard. Made him, yeah. Backyard. Made him. <laughs> I made the decision for him that he was going to take a look at it. Malcolm was a smart, smart man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what they about that. Uh, he jumped. I used to own a lot next to my house that I'm well, was living in and still do. But uh, you could drive up there, up on the lot. So uh, Malcolm comes over there. I don't even know if I was at home or not. And he dumped the big, big load of that on my lot area, which had grass on it. And I, I let it sit there for maybe a couple of months and then spread it and, and went about my way. But where he had dumped that, where he had dumped that, uh, I, 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 I used to have a rider lawnmower that I would mow with. And every time I'd come to that spot, for years later, it would stop that lawnmower. Huh. The grass would grow so much better. Hmm. And so, uh, and of course, Malcolm was taking pictures of this all the time. And <laughs> and uh, Malcolm, a lot of people don't realize Malcolm was pretty uh, influential mm-hmm. <laughs> in, in the state and in the United States. Absolutely. And uh, <laughs> so... He, he, he was asked to speak to the legislative budget board in Austin, uh, from to which the director of the extension service was in attendance. They were up there begging for money. Okay. So up, up on the up on Malcolm's slideshow comes my my lawn which Malcolm gives you full credit uh, to the legislative budget board <laughs> and so uh, the director quickly called me and said what in the hell is Malcolm showing wow. a picture of your yard to the legislative budget board for I don't know you can't win for losing that's just Malcolm he just <laughs> he didn't think it he didn't oh, he was he was great he Contributed for years to our education programs. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean he was a, of course he was a kind of an architect of a lot. Of he said here you know. Yeah. This is what you, I think you should be, getting the message across. And then he said if if you want some help, I'll I'll help you and all the people that 
uh, agree with me on uh, the importance of organic yeah. material will help you. And yeah, it was it was great. It was a wonderful education program for a lot of years. Oh yeah, I used to let a kid Malcolm that he would probably make more money if he quit giving us all the profit <laughs> and donations to uh, of some of materials because uh, we always had projects that needed some of his uh, organic material. But uh, <laughs> uh, the funny thing about that, just uh, been three weeks ago, I got a note from a guy from a gardener up uh, up north in the, in up north somewhere Nebraska up in that country wanting me to tell him how Malcolm uh, turned his compost pile and of course I told him to get the book get his book to get Malcolm's book because I didn't I, I really didn't know the I saw it many times but uh, I didn't know the uh, specifics of it, and he already had the books. Mm. He just wanted me to tell him the inside scoop on what how Melton made. I mean, Malcolm Malcolm made his uh, compost. So uh, he's still stirring them up out there. Good. The uh, I was looking at this week in the garden, mm-hmm. and it, it occurred to me after I was reading this. That Calvin has not read any of the what? wildflower books. Because Calvin says, it is this week in the garden, transplant larkspur, blue curl, and other rogue flowers into more appropriate locations in the cut flower garden to make room for snapdragons and drawer stocks. Now, if Calvin had read the books, he would have seen that the books say, a lot of the wildflower books say, you cannot transplant larkspur. I don't know why he would why he would put that in the paper. And because it probably has experience <laughs> transplanting and blue curl. And I was just thinking too that I I kind of overlooked the. Uh, Poppies, the poppies are coming up. Yeah, that's right. Too. I don't know. I've never had food with poppies. Try to transplant. I wonder. Thank you. But, uh, uh, the, uh, uh, <laughs> but uh, the reason I, I got that lesson was uh, from from my volunteer helpers uh, when we were developing the bunny bloom larkspur, and I we were out there. I had them out there helping me rogue them. Uh, all, all bunny bloom, which was the pink and white, white, uh, the bunny part of it inside the plant was, uh, well, was white. So it was pink, pink uh, blue uh, petals and uh, white inside, and that's why we call it bunny bloom. John Fanick, uh, I guess he named that thing. But anyway, uh, we were roguing them. I was going through there, ripping them out. And uh, I looked behind me. Yeah. <laughs> and the the volunteers, D. Emery and uh, Helen Mott. And, uh, of course not. Of course not. <laughs> D. D would, D would never cross. Uh-uh. 
your instructions. <laughs> and they were picking them up, the yeah. big plants. I mean, these were plants that had blooms on them because I, I, I knew that. I know they had blooms on them because I rogued them. But uh, <laughs> the, uh, they said, I said, what are you going to do with those? They said, well, we're going to take these home and plant them. Uh, and I, I learned a long time ago not to argue with uh, volunteers, especially D. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and uh, they took them home. Uh, I told them to cut them in half. You know, Larkspur has a taproot, like a carrot. And uh, I told them to cut them in half, and uh, they may they may take. And sure enough... All the larkspur plant, big larkspur plant, I'm talking about three feet, three and a half feet tall, lived and rebloomed. So uh, they transplant very easily. That's my favorite wildflower. Is that right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it comes requires up. no care. <laughs> that's true. I don't think there's anything that bothers it. Well, it a lot more. That's about the only thing. I oh, yeah, I mean, Some, sometimes, sometimes the, the snapdragons and the stocks get in its way, <laughs> but not. You know, they they don't put up with it very long. And the deer won't eat it, right? I don't know about the deer. I, mine are all I inside the fence. But uh, but if you look up larkspur on the internet, do a Google search for larkspur. Well, you, there's you, wild seed farms, and they're open air. And they're the ones growing the bulk of the seed. Yeah. So I can't imagine the deer are going to eat it or That's they wouldn't true. have a crop. That's true. The, you know, the, <laughs> you look at a wild seed farm, uh, there's, there's a mile or two before the nearest brush line. But those damn deer got in the, they got it, they had to fence that wild seed farm. Yeah, any, any of the gardeners out there that have had experience with, uh, just to remind us on this larkspur, whether the deer are eating yeah. them in their their landscape. Yeah, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. But my point was, if you look it up on a Google, do a Larkspur search and look it up on a Google, uh, you will find more uh, write-ups about how to control it, how to get rid of it. Hmm. Because uh, it comes up from seed, as we all know, and uh, some some places up north it takes the whole pasture. Yeah, I killed mine. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> it's like what? When we you can't even well, kill. So it's not Milton proof. No. <laughs> when we had it at uh, Verstraten's, when we were growing the uh, different colored blue bonnet, the. Uh, the Verstraten's were scared of it as a snake because as no herbicide. That's a weed. Huh? Yeah, no herbicide would control it. And it came up every year, thickly every year. And it was spreading into their cornfield. And I said, and they said, what are we going to do about that? I said, well, I think you're going to have the prettiest cornfield in the state. Hmm. But they, 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 didn't, they didn't like it. The corn would be taller, so I think it would still be compatible. Yeah, they didn't like it. <laughs> but anyway, it does transplant uh, and grows a night. Uh, they yeah, so you can, you can uh, you know, just identify like two rows uh, that you want it to be the seed source and then 
any place else you can spread spread the seed where it won't compete with your cut flowers. It's a it's a great addition to the yeah. landscape. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number, and Andy's on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hey, Andy, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Fine, sir. Thank you, guys. Got a couple quick questions. Mexican petunias, is it a good time to prune them completely down or just leave them alone? Looking a little sorry. Uh, but, you, uh, you've got to be very careful with that when you prune it down. He's being facetious. I don't want, yeah, he's I got don't a smirk on his face. I don't want so. you to kill it. Okay. Leave it alone until okay. there's no threat of frost. <laughs> it's cut off whatever's damaged. Which, which one are you talking about? The the folk rolling or the I don't dwarf? Think it matters. The dwarf? The dwarf are is you, more what I have. I have both. Oh, okay. I have majority dwarf. <laughs> okay. I thought you might have had the big one, and it'll yeah. it'll it'll go all over the neighborhood. I don't I don't prune mine down at all. The dwarf. So at, yeah. At the end of February, early March, you take your lawnmower. <laughs> And you go in and you mow it down, and it will come back super pretty. Uh, I would fertilize it at the same time. Yeah, that's a good idea on the fertilization. Now my okay. uh, Mex- my Mexican petunia is that if I don't prune it back yearly, it ends up what I call stems. That uh, you know that the leaves were on right. they're smaller. Uh, so if you want to just go in and cut those back. You can do okay. that. Do it that way. Okay, but it doesn't really hurt if you just cut them down, like you say. Let the spring come right, back completely. Right. Yeah, they're coming All back. Right. Okay, another quick one, if you don't mind. I have some okay. white variegated lilies. Some look great, and some look like they're dying. Is uh, can I overwater those or underwater them? Some are. I mean, it's just right next to each other. One's great. One's like dead almost. All right, so we got to be talking about the same thing. Uh, I'm thinking you're talking about a flax lily? Yes. Variegated? White okay. uh, variegated lily. Yeah. So they can the get cold damage. They can get cold damage, and they would be easy to overwater this time of year as well. Okay. Okay. I think I may have overwatered a couple. If I can't ask one more question, I heard you talking about the deer eating up your plants. I, they came in and, eat, and ate up all my cream to mint dwarfs. Will those come back, or am I gone? Or those are gone since they've well, made most of the tops off of them. It's a dwarf variegated pittosporum is what he's talking about. Cream to mint. Yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, I think Forrest Appleton calls those pittosporums as, as ice cream for uh, deer. Yeah, like I didn't know that. When I planted them. So are are you going to fence it off where they can't get to it again? Well, that's probably what I'm going to do if they'll come back. You think they'll come back, or should I just yank them on out? But it depends on how much damage they did and what kind of weather we have between now and when the freezes are all over. Okay. Um, that to me, that variety doesn't take cold as well as some of the other varieties of pittosporum do. And it's it's funny okay. though. Some pittosporum in some neighborhood, the deer won't eat the full size pittosporum, yeah. but they'll eat the the uh, dwarf the, the dwarf. Yeah, in the, in it's, the a, it's at head height. That's why. <laughs> in the it's hard, right the size of their head. In the hard freezes. Uh, yeah. It it almost killed it killed almost all the dwarf pittosporum, and but it never touched the big ones, the tall ones, the standard yeah. pittosporum. Uh-huh. For some reason, yeah. 
Well, I'll leave, I'll leave it alone to see what happens. Thanks, guys. Okay. Thanks for the, Thank good you. Good luck. Thanks, Good question. I would cover them for the next frost or any more frosts we have. That will give them a fighting chance. All right. All we're right. going to take Thank a break. You, you take care, Andy. While we do, why don't you give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210 8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. Live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery at 1604 on Bovody Road on 930 AM. The answer. Back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867. If you're looking for great home security, if you're looking to make your home a smart home and you want to give BSG a call, bsgtexas.com is the website. And if you're looking for uh, incredible systems and, and a company that's going to be a consultant with you, kind of talk about what your needs are, go over them, and uh, also uh, and then and customize something for you. They've got all... Basically, they can do pretty much everything as, as it relates to security or smart home. But you may not need some stuff. So don't go to a company that's just going to sell you a package with stuff that you don't need. Go to a company that's going to customize. And then as you grow, if you do need that stuff, then BSG can help you with that, too. That's what they do. It's BSGTexas.com, BSGTexas.com. Or you can call them, uh, 210-877-1222, 210-877-1222. For bsgtexas.com. And Builder Systems Group is the company here, right here in San Antonio. All right, 210 308 8867 is our number. We've got all the lines open, so give us a call at 210 308 8867. Kevin mentioned earlier that he's having the same situation that a uh, uh, guy that called, uh, well, Sent us an email uh, several several weekends ago, I guess, about his uh, fly, no blue bonnets coming up. Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, but you said the larkspur is coming up. Larkspur <laughs> and uh, blue curl. Yeah. And uh, oh, and uh, Greg will be so proud of his uh, <laughs> uh, poppies. Poppies everywhere. Yeah. They're coming up too. Yeah. That's great. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, yeah, it looks like the, his uh, maroon poppies are coming up. It's kind of a distinct, you know, you kind of a different different look yeah. where they're coming up. But there's the rest of the poppies are coming up all over the yard, dude. That's good. I just don't understand. You know, I just I keep expecting a few of those blue bonnets at least to come up. <laughs> well, they may later. Uh, talked to Dr. Stein the other day, and he was saying that he went out and checked our our pla- places that we'd planted the uh, the colors, and uh, I was worried that they'd never come up because we didn't have any way to irrigate them out there. But uh, he had we we had enough to get them up. Uh, we we'll probably need more to get them to really filling out, but they're establishing that root system now. A couple of weeks ago, to answer this person's question that wrote in about not having blue bonnets, I put together a list. Well, I consulted with John Thomas and put together a list of uh, of 
plants that uh, they that they sell that you can sow now. Uh, and I've got that on plantanswers.com. It's the first listing. What 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 flowers can you sow? Wildflowers can you sow now? When he's saying right sow, top, he's saying plant, plant. Yeah, right. Right on top of the ground. Uh, you don't have to do seed, seed prep, soil preparation or anything. You will, in lieu of rainfall, which we're not having, we'll have to water them. Uh, but they're fast growers, and they should give you some color by uh, April. And included, and it, it, I list them all. Uh, and tell you where to find them uh, in wild seed uh, catalogs, and that uh, and they list like I said, he recommends two mixes if you just want a mix of them, the firecracker mix at uh, two thirty four, whatever that means, firecracker two thirty four mix, and the butterfly hummingbird mix. And uh, he recommends those two. As I was looking for Calvin's, uh, uh, I, I like. I was thinking of uh, Laura Bush Petunia, both the viola type color, and also the pink one, the pink selection. And they're they're available uh, from Wild Seed Farms too. Well, and he doesn't have to get panicky, Milton, does he? Because when is it? Let's see. It's February coming up. When will the zinnias be able to start? Uh-oh. No. <laughs> oh, after the middle of uh, March. They, they should start right. They should be filling the gap if it's necessary. Okay, so, so I should start planting my zinnia seeds now? Uh, I don't think I'd jump that. Okay. Um, March. I think uh, after mid-March. Okay, cool. Hey, Larry's on the line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Larry, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. How are you guys doing? Good, good. What's, the sun came out here. It's nice. Oh, it's gorgeous out in Bernie right now. Well, how can we help you? Okay, um, I've got my yard took a beating over the winter. Um, it was nice and green last season, um, but wintertime just did a number on it. Um, I was wondering if something that you guys would recommend that I could put down um, to start help that help it green back up again. Um, I think it's like a cross between like a Bermuda and a winter and like a rye. Um, the backyard took a, a ferocious hit because it gets direct sun 24-7. Um, and there's a nice, it's, it looks like a, almost a dead patch in the middle. Uh, the front yard, I'm starting to see little sprouts green, but not a whole bunch. Um, I'm just wondering what you guys would recommend and how I could get that back to green again. And maybe a little weed control would be nice, too. Well, well Jerry, Jerry and I, uh, the, my column this, uh, this week is, is yeah. the same discussion because Jerry and I have been faced with this for the last seven or eight years uh, as our trees mature and we have more and more shade and we don't have a lot of soil to begin with. And then the, the, this year has been especially a problem because of the lack of rain. Um, all those things that you're describing are happening. They're, the, the weeds that we re- rely on that are pretty attractive are, are sl- been slow to come up. Uh, the, the annual 
bluegrass and the rescue grass and uh, Jerry's uh, horse herb. Yeah. So I I think the key right now is uh, uh, just water, and I don't think you're going to have to do much. Okay. Uh, Jerry, is yours yeah. green-looking green? Yeah, you can uh, follow, like I think, if you can get Calvin's article today in today's paper. Okay. He, he outlined uh, how to basically renovate the the winter lawn. Okay. And he, talk, he talks about adding, uh, he talks about aeration, and he talks about um, uh, the uh, top dressing of the lawn, and but not fertilizing. It's not time. Okay. It's, not, it's not time to fertilize because. Now, if you want to have good weeds, yeah. <laughs> uh, you can go ahead and fertilize now. Uh, but <laughs> if, if no, you don't, don't want, want the to, weeds. you you want to wait till the grass starts growing. Okay. Grass. Now, do you see right. spotty weeds all over the lawn? Um, some, mostly around the edges where the uh, where the driveway and the sidewalk is. Um, in the backyard, okay. it's it's more around the uh, the border lines, the borders where I've got a uh, a border for the beds and whatnot. I let me predict that you're gonna. It's gonna be a short time. You're gonna see much thicker. Uh, you know, <laughs> weeds. Weeds. Yeah, one or two weeks, you're gonna have them almost everywhere. I think. Yeah. Uh, now, of course, if we get a little more rain, that would really uh, do the job. But. Uh, so they'll be they'll be coming up. But the ne- neat thing you can do at this time of the year is uh-huh. uh, is uh, to treat what you see the little green spotches uh, of uh, of weed, uh, weeds uh, hunkered down and waiting to grow uh-huh. is to treat treat the lawn with uh, the herbicide. Uh, Weed-free zone. Weed-free zone. That's weed the one we zone? use okay. in, in cooler weather. So weed-free okay. zone. And right. um, so, uh, or you can just uh, whatever's green out there. <laughs> now it won't. Uh, good good news is it won't kill the horse herb, and it won't kill the winter rye. My no winter bluegrass. Or annual bluegrass. Uh, and uh, I don't think it'll kill rescue grass either, would it? So if you've got a bunch of that, you're probably what it will kill are those uh, dandelions and uh, those things are, are are hunkered down right now, and the, but will produce great big weeds. And what about will it work on the clo- bed on straw? Bed straw, yeah. Do what? Will it work on clover? Yeah, I think it'll work yeah. pretty well on clover. Yeah, it, it, it does work, yeah. What's clover the and the uh, plant that looks like clover. Um, Oxalis? Oxalis. Yeah. Okay. And what's it called again? <laughs> a weed-free zone. Weed-free weed zone. Okay. It's, a and, fer- it's a fertile home product. Yeah, and okay. it's, uh, it's, it's good in cool weather like we're having now. If you use other... Types of herbicide uh, they won't work, but this weed for you know we we mainly found it when we were after that bed straw okay. brought in brought in by the dogs. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
It sticks to you. You know that sticky vine type plant yeah. that comes up sometimes? Yeah, we've been taking uh, stuff off of her for the past couple of weeks now, too. So. There you go. <laughs> this this will right. kill, kill that out in a hurry. All right. Well, thank you, folks. I greatly appreciate you. Thank you for your time. All right. Well, thanks, Larry. appreciate you calling. Yeah. Let us know how it turns out. All, All right. right. We're going to have a good day. Thanks, ma'am. 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. We'll take a break and come back with more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas right after this on 930 AM, The Answer. South Texas on 930 AM, the answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Now, now it, it, was, it, was, it was very nice before, and now it's beautiful. With the sun out, a couple flo- little fluffy clouds in the sky. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, everybody's moving a little bit. Calvin was even mentioning it. Everybody's moving a little faster, a little brisker. <laughs> Uh, there's a psychological element to getting all that sunshine on you. They're getting all their vitamin D. Did there's, you say that long-distance number is 866? 866-308-8867. Okay. I got Uh-oh, that wrong that on too? my write-up. Okay. Uh, anyway, where, Calvin, where did, uh, where did y'all get that, get that start for the blue curl that you were talking about? Was I, it from seed? Yes, it was. I it. Well, it's one of the wonderful things about it is it'll grow in shade or sun. Yeah. And I, for years, it, I just, uh, you know, I mowed it down, but I let a small patch in the shade come up. And I, I got into, started getting into those butterflies. <laughs> and I was noticing the, how much the butterflies like it. And the fact that if I let it grow in the sun, they uh, kind of filled the gap until the zinnias came mm-hmm. and uh, that that's how i got in now now so i encourage it everywhere reseeding and it it, come, it comes okay out. so you started it from seed started well, it from seed where'd yeah. you get the seed the seed i got out of my patch but i did notice uh six or seven years ago when i was first interested in it i I noticed when I was writing about it, I, uh, I no- noticed that uh, our friends at uh, Wild Seed Farms had had it then. They, they don't they anymore. Don't, they don't anymore. But I did find a source of it. It's at uh, it's a uh, and I've got that on the article. I think it's the very end of the article uh, with a native. Uh, what do they call them? The native plant seed or something like that out of Junction, Texas. Oh, uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. They, they, we, we always list them along yeah. with Wild Seed Farms in there. And yeah. So that the people have choices. Yeah. And so the, uh, that, I couldn't find it on the Wild Seed Farms deal. But they they do, I, I do give a source for that uh, blue curl on, uh, and the, on the write-up. And of course, we've listed it under the Certified Butterfly Garden yeah. here in Millburgers. 
the uh, also on the, on the Cosmo on the uh, poppies that you're talking about that's coming up now. Uh, we list uh, that we list poppies uh, as one of the ones you can sow for seed now, and uh, they'll bloom in in April or so. Well, February, March, yeah, April. Uh, they've got at Wasi. They've got a a gray poppy, and it looks pretty interesting. Uh, it's a, a gray poppy. And then, of course, we have the uh, Greg Grant's uh, packages of uh, that David Rodriguez and his volunteers packaged up some uh, some of maroon poppies uh, Greg Grant, by Greg Grant. Oh, was it, I thought there was also the burnt orange poppies. Is that am I wrong? Yeah, yeah, but mm-hmm. uh, there was no demand for them. So. Oh, no, yeah, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, this is the Aggie maroon poppy. Uh, Greg has named Grant's Garnet, G A R N E T. Now I don't know whether that Garnet is somebody that's passed away. You know, Greg doesn't name plants unless you've died. Oh, I thought, isn't Garnet a shade of red? Is it? I think it might be. <laughs> okay. But I'm not sure. Uh, that would be a, a new one for Greg. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> but uh, I checked with Trace, and he says that the uh, they've still got packages, two, uh, $2 a piece. Hmm. And a package has a lot of seed in it. It goes a long way. And they're a they're, they're sturdy plant and uh, big blooms. Yeah. And relatively easy to come back every year. Milton, you Yeah, Garnet is, is a red. I don't know if they are or not. I, don't, I haven't seen them come up. How tall are yours? They should be little bitty. Then. Yeah. Okay. I haven't yeah, seen them just yet. Four, five inches tall. Wow. I didn't think they'd be that tall now. Yeah, and a garnet is a bright, uh, a rich red gemstone. It's a mineral. Okay. So, yeah. There's no blooms on them yet, but they're a mineral. No, but, yeah. Oh, they're yeah. that, that, that tall? Okay, I'll have to look and see. I don't think they are. No. Oh, man. <laughs> and uh, Greg talks about pulling out the reds, roguing the reds out from yeah, the red. Yeah, you got that down pat? Yeah, I, I can barely get the reds. <laughs> You want me to rogue them out, huh? <laughs> and they uh, feel uh, good about it. Messer was all excited about... Uh, <laughs> they were maroon. <laughs> about sending Greg a picture of his um, uh-huh. quote-unquote maroon They were maroon. And, uh, and I, got, I got lucky because I guess he may... Uh, he, Determined that, that mine were in yeah. maroon, yeah. <laughs> kind of fishy. And Greg wrote him back, put it out, it's <laughs> red, fools. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, most people won't pull them out, I don't think. The uh, I'm wondering, I was going to ask Trace when he was up here, who wrote wrote the descriptions for these ads, these, ad, these oh. plant ads. Uh, I'm suspicious as who did this because it says under berries it's great selection of berries that each grow 
with copious amounts of delicious fruit. Except they don't tell you what kind of berries. <laughs> yeah. Each grow with copious amounts of delicious fruit. And then when you get down to the grapes, grapes great <laughs> selection of grapes that each grow with copious amounts of delicious fruit. <coughs> Doesn't that kind of sound suspicious to you, Melvin? Are they using copious? <laughs> yeah. Huh. I don't think I've ever seen copious. You trademarked that, didn't you? They can't say that. <laughs> but anyway, now he's, he's right. He's got some got a good selection of plants, uh, and some of them are on sale. I was looking uh, through Neil Sperry's write-ups, and I was very concerned about it. He said he got a question that I have some older hollies that have always looked good. Now, however, they are developing yellow leaves. Should I be concerned? And uh, Neil says, uh, cannot answer without more details or a photograph, but I can help you diagnose the issue yourself. If it is a solely, solely the older leaves at the bottoms and within the middles of the plants, those leaves are about to be shed and new growth is produced this spring. That's right. If the new growth at the tips of its branches, the new growth that are yellow, and especially if you live in an area where soils are alkaline, it's very likely due to iron deficiency. I don't I've never seen. <laughs> I've seen this yellowing like that. And uh, Neil d- doesn't mention the only thing I've ever seen that'll, that'll work on a holly, it turn it yellow or discolored or make it look sick, is running out of water. Yeah, and, and lack uh, of water. And it does the same thing for viburnum. The, the, you mean when they dry out? Yeah, when they dry. And this has been a this has been a tough year. I mean, yeah. For some reason, you know, well, we were ten inches short, I guess, of rain, but. But the timing was pretty good, it seemed like, on the rain. But still, we were seeing a lot of, a lot of that kind of symptoms, Jerry. I think. Yeah. Where there were just not uh, the soil reservoirs uh, just kind of depleted, and so we're we're fa- faced with a, a, a dry, a bit of a dry out. Dry out. Uh, he said, uh, got another question. Uh, we've run across this here in San Antonio. Said for the past several years, I've dried dried my horse manure and used it as compost and fertilizer from a vegetable and flower garden plant. Recently, however, I've heard that hay growers use herbicide to keep down the weeds. I'm worried that that might pass through the manure and make my compost unsuitable thoughts and said uh neil says i think that would be highly unlikely now what what she's talking about what she's heard about is when they when they use that uh, herbicide on the hay and people use it to mulch with mulch around plants with but uh like neil says uh uh but to 
but to persist through the hay into the horse, through its digestive system, and into the manure, then through the composting process and up to the plant, that's a long journey. I don't know how long the intestines of a of a horse is, Melton, do you? No. You want me to look it up? <laughs> Dennis. <laughs> no. Dennis, we need to know. <laughs> Before but the it, show is over. But anyway, uh, I think Neil's right about that. Uh, time and moisture would probably have taken the herbicide out of the system. If any herbicide remained, you would be able to monitor its presence by its impact on the growth of your flowers and vegetables. We've That's right. That's we've, what I seen, we've seen a few examples. Remember a few, a few years back, uh, our friends at the uh, River Authority, Yeah. They, they had gotten some you know, overly uh, rotted treated, treated uh, hay. hay, and it... it Really was obvious that yeah, it killed it. Yeah. Killed, like Neil says here, you'll see an impact on the growth of your flowers and vegetables. In other words, it'll kill them. The drainage, uh, depending on how much of a, a residual you've got loose. Uh, but if those were my gardens, I wouldn't worry. But it's decision you have to make. Good, good going here. Uh, then he, he had a question about uh, somebody had a cavity in an oak. <coughs> Does anybody have an oak without a cavity? Yeah, we get that a lot. <laughs> and uh, the truth is, there's not, not many. We we used to say that that cavity was caused by oh, a lightning strike or something like that. But it's in so many trees. I don't know what causes that internal rot, uh, internal cavity. Well, when you're, you, uh, you know, when a typical oak lives for 250 years, uh, there's a lot of opportunity for it to, to show some symptoms. Yeah, it's always in the center, so that's wh- that's where the pith the is. So maybe that more susceptible to breakdown than than the redditor tree. Yeah. It doesn't seem to hurt them. No, they're just, uh, it's still so, a strong yeah. tree. If they're, if they're big, usually the big ones, the old big ones have them. And you, de- you def- definitely want an arborist to look at it every few years. Yeah. Because, it, you know, it's, it is a st- structural question. But uh, the good news is that if it's an oak tree, it's usually not a problem. They last, yeah. even if they've got a hollow center. Do a lot of the um, those oak trees that have the hollow thing also have ball moss? Yeah, I bet that's causing it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> good point, Milton. Yeah, I know which buttons to press. <laughs> uh, he, he, the crape myrtles are even in. <laughs> he wanted to know what to fill, uh, fill, it, fill the oak cavities in with the question then and uh, Neil says certified arborist advise against that Yeah, filling cavities adds no strength to the tree's trunk and encapsulates any delay any decay that might be present they used to <laughs> uh, the remedy used to be uh, fill them full of concrete yeah and then for a while it was uh 
Oh, that kind of fluff, fluff uh, filling. Uh, yeah, the polyurethane something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Spray, yeah. And that that was just kind of neutral. Didn't really do anything except. But I think it can catch moisture in there. Yeah, that's that, right. that. That's part of the that uh, encapsulating. But uh, yeah, it didn't it didn't do anything positive. There you go. That's a good way to put it. Hey, we got about a minute. You wanna? Hold this till tomorrow, or you? Yeah, will? we'll hold this till tomorrow. All right. So just about a minute left. I want to encourage you to come on out to Mill Burgers at 1604 on Bull Road, where it's bright and sunny and a nice day now. And the fruit tree selection's pretty good out here. You want yeah. to get out here and get your choice as quick as possible. Oh, and by the way, those fruit trees selected for this area, Mill Burgers knows which ones work. They work with the. Uh, uh, extension service to, to vet each I, tree. I understand they also work with some uh, Ph.D. horticulture. Oh, who? <laughs> I'm not sure. I've heard, yeah. I've heard they're, they're both uh, wonderful sources. Yeah, I've heard that, too. Well, they, they, they work with Calvin and Jerry, Dr. Calvin and Jerry to me, <laughs> doctors. But, yeah, and so uh, you can uh, feel very comfortable getting that here at Millburgers, say, as compared to getting it maybe at a big box store when you don't know. We'll say goodbye for today. Oh, you can go to millburgernursery.com to see what's on sale, too, and see more about that. Uh, I'm Milton Glick. Thanks to Al doing a great job. Thanks to you for listening.